It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. Hola, amigos. It is another day in New Orleans. Hope everybody is doing well. At least the sun is out, Jordan. I was a little nervous. We landed last night before 11 p.m. The city was not on fire and burning. <laughs> so you had a lot of pizzas last night, huh? I did. I did. It was um, it was interesting. Um, got a fun show lined up for you today, sir. Go over the guest list. Who do we got today? Yeah, we have Mike Carney. He's going to be coming up here at. 12.05, then later on at 12.45, we have Lance Moore, one fifteen in hour number two. We will have Connor Payton, Sean Payton's son, mm-hmm. um, over in the second hour. And then finally, to wrap things up guest-wise, one thirty John Stinchcomb. So we'll talk, obviously, uh, continuing uh, about what's going on here in the city of New Orleans. Sean Payton deciding... To step down, 800-998-1003 is the number to call. Of course, we'll focus on the Pels getting back to action tomorrow since we are. You're home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. And uh, getting closer to that trade deadline, Jordan, you're starting to see a lot more chatter about that. We'll get into that here and more. Two head coaching vacancies reportedly could have been filled today. So we'll get into that here as well. That leaves seven, including... Wow, it's even tough to say, the, the New Orleans Saints. But let's kick things off and get our conversation going here on this Thursday afternoon with Mr. Mike Carney. You can follow him over on Twitter at Carney44 is the way to do so. Mike, good afternoon, man. Thanks for joining us today. How are you, bud? Doing good. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Doing well. Um, so I, I guess I when we were sitting there Tuesday and, and watching Sean Payton go through I guess his life in New Orleans as a head coach. He mentioned 06. He mentioned key players and everything. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I feel terrible. I spent the last several days going, it's not happening. Relax. Everybody chill. Go get a beer. Mike, I was wrong. Were you surprised when you found out that the reports were true? Uh, yes and no. You know, I think um, yes, because he's a coach, right? Coaches just love the coach no matter what, right? But. But no, I, you know, at the end of the day, I look at it, I, I, you know, and I, and I mean this in, in, in all due respect. I felt as if, whenever Drew retired, I, I felt like his his days were numbered. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a tough, tough, tough guy to replace, as you guys know. And um, been there for you know fifteen, sixteen years. It's a long time. And, and I tell you what, he he's definitely submitted his footprint in in, in that city and that organization forever. Um, you know, he's earned it. You know, he's, I think he's earned that right, guys, to step down, do what he wants to do next, and. You know, maybe he needs a year or two off. Maybe go off and do some broadcasts and do something else. Maybe, um, you know, kind of relight that fire, maybe, if you will, like a John Gruden did when ESPN came back. Um, I don't know. But, you know, he's he's, uh, left some big shoes to fill. That's for sure. You know, obviously, Mike, one of the things that's going to be remembered here, obviously, is the turnaround here. And, um, look, man, I remember clearly. I'm I'm 46, so I remember clearly – Working for the, you know, the Saints radio network. We couldn't give away tickets, Mike. You got here in 2004 yeah. via the draft. So you know better than anybody that turnaround and how it happened. So I kind of want to start that with you because you have an interesting perspective and obviously the iconic moment in photo, Mike, of the dome coming, which we'll get to in a second. But you get drafted by the Saints 
take fans back. My intern dude don't even remember Jordan playing, you know, like Michael Jordan. So he's young. What was it right. like 2004 being a New Orleans Saint? Wow, you know, dream come true first and foremost, right? Get a mm-hmm. chance to play in the National Football League. That was the goal. But never been to New Orleans. I I, don't, I had to look it up. On, I had to look on the map to see where it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a West Coast guy. I was born in, in San Jose, California. I was raised up in Washington State. I was recruited to Arizona State, played at Arizona State. So West Coast guy going to New Orleans, you know, it was it was a culture shock. It was a huge shock to me. Um, it was very different. I tell people all the time, there's no place like New Orleans. There's no place like Louisiana, and and you can't you can't really find any other place in the world that even compares. So, uh, but once you kind of embrace the people, the fans, uh, the culture, man, it it sticks with you forever. So, uh, a shock and an awe at first, but then, man, I, I I fell in love right away. Speaking with Mike Carney back in 06, All-Pro and Pro Bowl fullback of the Saints. We'll get to the greatest game ever, sir, for you with Sean Payton, <laughs> which we will get to in a sec. But what was 05 like? I remember covering it. Obviously, the city remembers dealing with it. But I, I still, from a perspective of seeing the team you know, practice in parking lots and be this place, could yep. they move, could they not move, you were in that locker room. What was that like that year in 05? You know, in all my years playing football from the time I was seven to my last year playing when I was 30, 2005 is a year I will always remember, and I can remember almost everything that happened that year. It, it was, you know, it, it was moments where you just went, is this really happening? You know, um, our hearts were with the, with, with, with the region, the city of New Orleans, the fans, the people, first and foremost. You know, that was our big concern as players. Uh, but – you know, we were at a disadvantage every game. I mean, you guys, everyone knows we went 3-13. and 13. It was tough. We had a home game in New York, right? I mean, that's not really a home game. We're playing against the New York Giants, that, right. all their fans there. You know, we played uh, four games in Baton Rouge at LSU Tigers. We played three in the Alamo Dome. Um, you know, we didn't know what was going to happen. We just knew that we, were, we, weren't, we weren't going back to New Orleans for the 05 season. But, and you mentioned a few of the things. I mean, we – Worked out in parking lots. We worked out at high schools. We were, our locker room was a baseball, a, ball, a baseball field. Um, you know, uh, Chief, our, our our old equipment manager. I mean, I, I mean, I'm surprised he even lived through that season. I mean, he had to move in, move out of the Alamo Dome when certain events came into the Alamo Dome. They would kick us out, and then okay, come back in. I mean, it was just a year where the one thing I always remembered was every time we were on the, the tarmac getting ready to taxi down the runway. I swear, the whole plane was asleep. It was exhausting. Um, just everything we had to go through. But we also knew that it was nothing compared to what right. the city, the people, and the region were going through. So that was on our hearts. That was on our minds. We played as hard as we could. Uh, you know, with all the disadvantage, we, we, we gave the best we could. Um, we wanted to do more that year, you know, for the city, for the region, for the fans. It always didn't work out that way. But uh, definitely a year... I'll never forget. So in the last couple of days, we, we've seen the, the presser when Sean Payton gets hired. What was that like, your first meeting with him? What do you recall in his first conversation with the, the team? Oh, this is going to be great. You know, offensive-minded guy. You know, Jim Hazlitt was a defensive-minded guy. He had a lot of energy. Uh, you know, he, he was going to bring a com- completely different perspective to the offense and, and, and an offensive scheme and, and how we were going to do things and, 
you know, kind of the jolt the organization needed at that time, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I was excited when he got hired. You know, I, I knew I knew some toughness was going to be, you know, be on display with him coming from, you know, being under Bill Parcells uh, in Dallas. So, you know, I, I just remember saying to myself, I've got to strap it on, man. It's going to be, here we go. You know, Sean's going to bring in a whole new thing. It's going to be, it's going to be a culture change. And we welcomed that. We mm-hmm. wanted that. You know, the group, the, the core group of those guys that were from that 05 team that we were fortunate enough to be, be to be held over from that 05 team to the 06 team, you know, we, we, we wanted to prove ourselves to him that, hey, we're, we're a part of this change. We want to be all about it. We're all in. And, you know, from his press conference, that's probably the, the, one of the biggest things I, I love when he mentioned that, that he talked about the, the, those guys that they're from that 05 year that they kept. Mm-hmm. You know, I really appreciated him bringing that up because that was a big piece of the puzzle as well as bringing in uh, everybody else in free agency and, 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 and all the guys he drafted, right? So, I mean, just a great mix of guys that are all like-minded that really we all came together that year because we wanted to bring the city back. We wanted to, to bring the Saints back. We wanted to put that organization on the map. And... Um, you know, we did that, and so I'm really proud of that. So I was really happy when I was able to, to hear him really take some time to really talk about that, and then obviously that that 2016, which was just a special a special year and a special group of guys. You know, I remember interviewing the locker room, and you always wanted to run the football, Mike. I remember that, so toughness was never an issue. I always remember that. Go to okay, tell him we need to run the football more. Um, yeah, yeah. Could that remotely though still have prepared you? For Millsaps, I still to this day tell people it's hot here. That was awful. <laughs> that was awful. It, it, it was. I mean, I'll never forget Scotty Patton, the the, the, the trainer. Kay, I never. I'll never forget the practice. I think it was like midweek two, or, you know, end of week two, and and Scotty Patton came up to Sean Payton. I was standing right next to Sean, and we we're right in the middle of practice. I mean, you know, where pads are popping. You know, where it's a physical practice. Sean's into it. He's hooting and hollering, you know. And and Scotty Pat comes to me and says, Coach, it's 128-degree heat index. <laughs> I went, what? It's a 128-degree heat index. We had guys molded wow. cleats that were melting wow. on the field turf there at Millsap. <laughs> told you. Um, by far the toughest training camp I've ever been through. Uh, we had Ernie Conwell on that team who played for Dick Vermeil back in St. Louis who held – who was known for no, uh, holding the, the most the strenuous, toughest training camps. And even Ernie was saying, this is a lot like Vermeil. This is, this is how it was in St. Louis. You know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. But, I mean, I, I, looked, I looked around. I mean, I, I was surprised someone didn't die at some point. You know, it was, um, but it was, you know, it was, a part, it, it was a part of the deal. You know, this is the type of coach. This is what, this is what he was bringing in. This is what mm-hmm. we're going to do. You're either in or you're out. You know, and I think he was really trying to see who was who was in and who was out. And so, but uh, that training camp, uh, they don't have those training camps no more. <laughs> no. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? It's, it's a somewhat country club now. But, but uh, yeah, that, that, that time in Millsaps, those are some great memories as well because, you know, we, we were on a college campus. It was just us and we had dorms and, you know, we really got to bond and get to know each other as well. Do you think that's why when we look back, obviously, and – and remember the dome coming game and see the emotion that the players shared with the team. Look, I, I get the connection of understanding the fans and seeing 
when you drive around what the city's going through and the rebuilding the blue tarps and you name it. But you mentioned right. the adversity in 05. You guys actually went through that. You mentioned the toughness yeah. and the character building in 06 and then finally being able to play in your home stadium. I mean, Mike, everyone talks about when we bring up your name and, you know, you bawling like I did, man. I'm in the press box. I'm crying. Like, you felt that emotion. That was so real. Do you think that's why that game, we see the emotions on the players because it was just as real to you as it was to us? It, it was. It was. And, and, and I still to this day get asked, you know, what were you crying about? Because you guys won? Did you get, were you hurt? And it, it had nothing to do with that. There on the bench as the clock winded down and I thought about that whole 05 season. I thought about Hurricane Katrina. I thought about everything we had went through and how great it was to give this to the city, to the fans, and, and for us players to have the moment that we deserved as players as well that went through that year. And the, the, the emotions just, I couldn't control it. You know, that night was more than just about football. You know, the Falcons came in there. I remember looking, I remember going and talking to Wayne Gandy, who was, he was you know, who, who was with us in the, um, you know, with the Saints for a number of years, but then you know he was with us that old five year. He was with the Atlanta Falcons that 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 season, and he looked at me, man. He's like, "We don't got a chance. <laughs> we don't got." They knew. They came in. They were just there. They were they were just there. Um, we were not going to lose that game. We were not going to lose that game. And um, you know, a, a moment for me, a time for me personally. Um, another one of those. Hey, I'll never forget this night. I'll never forget this. But that emotion was everything we had gone through the year before. And it all, all had come out and how, how hard we had worked to, to, to have that feeling, you know, and to, have, and to share that with our fans who deserve it the most. You know, Mike, one of the things that I think is interesting as well this week is people looking back at him and listening to Sean talk about his time here as a, you know, moment in NFL history. And it really was, right? Anytime you win a Super Bowl Absolutely. or you turn a franchise around – it is something that is, you know, unique in the history of the NFL. There's no doubt about it. I, I know you came up a year short, man, of being on the team that won the Super Bowl, but are sure. you still proud sure. of seeing that turnaround? And like he mentioned, and we've talked to other players about the Pittsburgh Steelers story with the logo of being able to help Mike make the Florida Lee not a logo that people, you know, make fun of. Yes, I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of that. I believe that 016 was, you know, was the, was the, you know, was the callus, was, was the, you know, the linch pad to get them to, to win that Super Bowl, you know, that culture change, you know, yeah, I wasn't on that team, but man, I, I feel very proud, very proud. That they were able to achieve that because that was the goal. That was, that's always, that was always the goal when Sean came in was, was, to, was to win the Super Bowl. So to be able to have a little, a little piece of that, a little part of that, culture change to get them to get there and get over that hump i'm very proud of that i'll always be very proud of that mike finally i know one of the things that i always get from a lot of the players in that early part of that era was the relationships and friendships that still maintain and know we're gonna have lance coming up a little bit are you still close with a lot of those guys you know it's, it's funny i doing some combine coaching down here in, in san diego and and Lo and behold, one of our guys coached the receivers is Lance Moore. I haven't seen Lance in probably, in probably, probably since I left the Saints in 08, but it was like I, 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 it was like we just picked up right where we left, left, left off. Big hug, talked about the old times. You know, I, so it's great to see him. 
Um, I stay, still stay in touch with Deuce. We, Deuce and I are still very close, talk all the time. Brian Young, um, Ernie Conwell, and I are very close. So, yeah, a lot of us still talk, still hang out, still talk about those, those days, those moments, those memories. You know, and it's not really the games. It's, it's the locker room, right? It's the weight room. It's stories, going out, dinners, that type of stuff. That's the stuff that we, re- we really talk about, you know, the camaraderie. Um, you know, guys coming together for, for, for one purpose. And um, so, yeah, I, it's great that guys are still keeping in touch and staying in touch. And, and um, you know, I think that, 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 that won't ever change. All right, final question for you, sir. And again, thanks for your time. I still bring up my intramural sports oh, championships here we go. Here at we Southern go, Miss. Here we go. The story grows every time I tell it, Mike. December 10th, 2006, yep. three TDs, sir, as a fullback yes, in the NFL. Yes, How many times do you tell that story? Is it a Christmas thing? Is it when the guys get together? And is it now five TDs? Was it always you were part of the game plan? I mean, how has that moment lived on? Uh, well, de- December 10th in my household is always an anniversary. There I'll it tell is. you that much. <laughs> you know, and uh, my kids, were, you know, weren't born then. I had kids after I, my career was over. So, you know, they, they love that. I'll put it on for them every once in a while. And they'll go, Dad, you did, you did you score three touchdowns in a game? Like, wow, you know, your fantasy points must have been off the charts. <laughs> you know, I, I probably got more questions from family and friends like, man, I, I did, did you know you were gonna, that was going to happen? I said, absolutely not. I do remember one thing. Coach Payton, during that week of preparation, would walk by me every so often throughout the week during preparation, you know, during practice, saying they don't cover the fullback in the flat. And then he would just walk away. And as a fullback, they're like, yeah, right. I get that. I hear that all the time. Most of the time I catch the ball in the flat, you know, I'm, I'm getting hit by a corner right away or a linebacker for a two- or three-yard gain, if that. And so when he was saying that, for me, it was one year out the other. There was, there was more important things on my mind than that, right? It was just, hey, I want to win this game. You know, I want to lock up that number two seed. And so, but, yeah, that night happened. It was, you know, a night, obviously, it's for me in the history books and we'll never forget. And um, a a great night, a lot of fun. And, you know, I knew that it would never happen again, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I know you in the locker room always asked about it, though. You You said you're always open. I remember that, sir. Um, Appreciate the time, man. Thanks for catching up. I think it's a a good chance to catch up with a lot of players and get their experiences too obviously we see the game we see the end result but i think there's so many stories that i was privy to just by covering the team that i think fans would love to listen man so appreciate the time today you bet absolutely go saints Yep, for sure. Mr. Mike Carney at Carney44 is where to give him a follow over on Twitter. Appreciate the conversation. We'll take a quick break. Don't forget Lance Moore coming up later this hour here as well. We're your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans.